Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. Whew. Well, my name is Gabby, and I am one of the leaders here as well. Uh, and I too have been so fortunate to have experienced Andrea's hugs and her love. I remember when I started here, she really, she's just one of those people that genuinely welcomes you in, you know? And I just, I think that's something that's so special and kind of set like the precedent of who we are as a community because we're so big about family. Like when you're here, we're with you. And because she was a beginning, part of the beginning, she set that foundation. And it's just so beautiful to see everyone being so vulnerable today. And it's because we've created this space. Heartway is a space where you're allowed to be vulnerable, where you're allowed to be and express the truth that's within you. And it's important to do that. It's important to have that space. So the message for today is called The Power of Vulnerability. And I wanna start with the definition, Webster's definition of vulnerability. Slide one. There we go. I actually did really good this week and have slides. Normally I'm just like, ah. All right, so this is Webster's, all right, definition. Capable of being physically or emotionally wounded. Who wants that? Like, that's why no one is vulnerable, because that's what we believe that it is. And the truth is, of course, when you're vulnerable, there is a risk element to it. You're putting yourself out there, right? But I decided I was going to go to the true research, and I hit up IG. And I asked everyone on IG, what does vulnerability mean to you? So the research tells us, the next slide, realness, raw, the whole truth, honesty, risk, uncertainty, bravery, open to exposure to unfamiliar and emotional discomfort, strength, courage, fearless, understanding yourself enough to share with others, letting others in, emotional exposure, a true state, a true human state of being. I love that last one. I love all of them. And many of you actually answered, so I appreciate y'all. You helped me with my research. And it's just so beautiful that at least the people that are following me or that I'm following and in communication with, this is what they think vulnerability is. So I think that's really awesome that we think of it in this way. But I want to kind of tone in onto that true human state of being. We hide so often 
from our true nature of what's actually happening within us, right? And when we're trying to express this, or it's, or better yet said, like our body wants to express this, it's God trying to express himself through you, right? But we negate that and we run away from it because it is tough and it's hard. So I wanna go ahead and go into, I think there's a quote next. I'm gonna have you working today, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Brene Brown, I mean, she is the queen of vulnerability, right? I know you guys have all read her books, you guys are all well informed, so I'm gonna try to put a little twist on it, but I do wanna start with what she explains vulnerability to be. It's our rejection of vulnerability often stems from associating it with dark emotions like fear, shame, grief, sadness, and disappointment emotions that we do not want to discuss, even when they profoundly affect the way we live, love, and work. Vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. It is the source of hope, empathy, accountability, and authenticity. If we want greater clarity in our purpose, our deeper and more meaningful spiritual lives, vulnerability is the path. So she mentioned in the beginning pretty much why we're not vulnerable. And a lot of it has to do with our fears, our shame, the things inside of us that we're just too scared to bring out into the light. And this is such a worldly concept because that's of the mind. The mind makes these creations to th make you think that you should be ashamed of what you've done in the past or what you've thought or the mistakes that you've made or the misfortunes you might have had. But do you really think God thinks of it this way? Or is he giving you an opportunity to really grow? These are all just questions that you can think about, right? You know, vulnerability, instead of thinking about it as something weak or something that's gonna harm you, why don't we think about it instead as an opportunity for growth, for us to go through that experience and we're able to evolve from it? There are these really, really cute old people in Okinawa, and they are known to be the longest living humans. In, um, in the world, it's like the blue zone. There's a few other places, but this is one of them, and it's the island in Japan. And they live to over 100 years. So this, I found this very interesting because, so I, I, you know, I, I work out, I try to eat healthy, I live a good lifestyle, I would like to live for as long as I can. And I wanted to know, well, how do these Okinawans do it? And it's very interesting because, Oh, and it's, their island is called the Island of Longevity, which is very interesting. And so they have this one, uh, they have two things. I'm going to start with the first one, which is their ikigai. Have you guys ever heard of that before? Yeah, I have one. Okay, yay. I like that. I almost put that as the, um, the title, and I was like, nah, you guys are going to Google it, and then it's not going to be fun, because I want to teach it to you. So our ikigai is a purpose in life, a reason to wake up. So these Okinawans decided that if we want to live for a long time, we have to figure out more than just our diet or our physical way of being. We have to figure out what is our purpose on this earth. And 
a purpose that truly brings us happiness, bliss, and joy, right? But they also created, you know, they're very smart people, I see, and so they created this diagram. You gotta figure out four things. It's not just what you like to do, that is part of it, but it's more than that. So what do you love? What does the world need? What you can get paid for, because of course you have to make money, you have to live, and what are you good at? So these are the things that they decided that they put into the categories that you have to figure out. So these are questions that you can ask yourself in this present moment, whatever it is that you're doing right now. You know, vulnerable moment. I'm gonna try, as a teacher, I've always told my students that if I ask something of you, I'm going to also give it of myself. And I have a sister who passed away. And unfortunately, she passed away because she no longer wanted to wake up in the morning. And she chose, unfortunately, to no longer wake up. And to me, I remember thinking, how crazy, like, how can we not want to wake up in the morning? But then suffering happens, right? Difficult times happen. Our minds happen. And then we start to forget less and less what our ikigai is. And instead we focus on those unpleasantries, those things that are really harmful to our soul that are causing us to think that there is no reason to wake up. So these Okinawans decided that if we wanna live a long time, we need to continuously figure out what our ikigai is. And the interesting part is that they don't just tell you to do it once in your life, they tell you to continuously do this. And I think that's so interesting because Sometimes we think, okay, what is my purpose? I need to figure it out and that's it for the rest of my life. Well, that's kind of boring. I don't know, I, don't, I wouldn't wanna only do one thing forever, right? I think that God allows us to have seasons in life and he allows us to go through different things so that we can then maybe do something else and share our gifts in a different way. You know, I was actually speaking with a great friend of mine and we were talking about just like purpose and life and you know, she's on the journey of self-discovery and figuring out what's the season of her purpose now. And it came to me to share with her that sometimes we forget that we are the purpose. Like the purpose is already within you. You have to understand that you are this in action. So it doesn't really matter what job you have. It doesn't really matter where you live who you are around. What matters is that you yourself are living out, I guess the truth within yourself, if that makes sense. Because I could be standing here or I could be standing in Publix and I could still share a message with someone by just smiling or sharing my heart and my soul. But how can I really figure that out, right? Like how do we get to get to that point where we are living out our purpose continuously? Well, we have to be vulnerable with ourselves. You have to get in tune with yourself. You see, there's so much that we emotionally go through, energetically, mentally that we think about, and we run away from it. You see, life happens like this very tragic, sad situation, a passing of someone that we love so dearly. And there's two options. You can run away from the emotion, you can pretend it never happened, or you can continue to live 
and find out why did I have to go through this? Not why it happened, like Holly said, we, we're never gonna know that. But how can I grow in this moment? How can I grow closer to my purpose so that I can fulfill whatever God wants me to fulfill? You see, sometimes we go through these situations and we don't realize in that moment that he's, God is preparing us for a greater purpose. You see, you might have me losing my sister, you know, my family losing our sister. That was huge. And um, yeah, like that was a big, big thing. That never, I never would have thought something like that would have happened, especially in the way that it happened. You know, when you lose someone uh, to suicide, that's very tough. You know, it's, it's very difficult to deal with that because you always think, well, what could I have done better? Or what, how could I have shown my love more? And, you know, a couple years now that this has passed, I'm not saying that I'm okay with what happened. I'll never be okay with it. But when I sit with someone that's struggling or that's lost someone, I don't have to tell them, I can only imagine what you feel like. I feel it because I have felt it. You know, I can connect with you because I've been there. You know, God only allows the strongest of the strong to go through tough things. He doesn't put us into situations that we cannot overcome. It is only of the mind. The mind tells us, oh my God, this is too much. I'll never be able to overcome this. I'll never be able to get past this. But God knows you because he created you. He knows what you can handle. And sometimes like a good father, he's going to push you. He's going to push you to see so that you can see how much further you can go. Y'all feel me? There we go. Okay, okay. I want to make sure we're still here. So there's so many ways that we can do vulnerability in action, right? Understanding our core so that we can share this purpose with all that is around us. Can we share the next slide, please? Going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered heart-shattered lives ready for love. Don't for a moment escape God's notice. We think we have to be so perfect. We think we have to follow this exact plan so that God will hear our prayers or so that life can go how it's supposed to go. God never asked you to be perfect. He created you perfect already, but he has never asked of you to be perfect. He allows you to go through different things, to have your own thoughts. If God truly created us, if this is really what you believe, and he wanted you to be a particular way, don't you think he would have modified your thoughts, your way of thinking? You know, he created your soul, your heart. He made all of you, and he still gave you free will. Why did he do that? So that we could shame ourselves to think that we have to be a different way so that we can shame ourselves when we make mistakes? 
No. God gave us our free will so that we can experience life. You see, life is a school. That's one thing that I, I know you guys know because you come to Heartway, and this is a school of spirituality, of awakening. So you all know that this is, life is a school. Here's the biggest thing. Suffering is a tool to help you grow. God uses suffering as a tool. Now, we are the ones that choose to live in it longer than we need to. I'm not saying that pain is not real. I suffer, I shouldn't say suffer anymore. I feel the pain of the loss of my sister. I feel the pain of the loss that we just experienced now. But I can choose for them, for myself, and for those that I'm going to encounter in my future to continue to live in an optimistic way to continue to stay connected with God. But how can I do that if I'm not vulnerable with myself? Which really also means, how can I do that if I'm not vulnerable with God? We hide from ourselves so much that if we actually, and I'll probably ask Ryan this later, but if we actually ask like scientifically what a crazy person's mind is, it's that. It's like creating these illusions in our head of who we are rather experiencing and being honest about who we really are or how we're really feeling. It's okay to have thoughts that are like not okay. <laughs> You're allowed to have feelings about things that are not okay, right? But if we continue to think about God as this, did you guys, I mean, some of you guys, no, we're all the same age. You guys saw Hercules, right? Hercules, like the movie, the, the animated one. You remember, okay, it was a good movie. I loved all the singing, it was good. Um, well, y'all remember Zeus was like in the clouds and he was on this big throne. For the longest time to me, that was God. I'm like, yeah, God is up there watching over me and if I'm bad, I'm gonna get in trouble. Like, I used to think lightning would strike on me. I was like, oh, that's what's going to happen or something. But you have to really get to the point. If you keep thinking that, it's like thinking, uh, and I was going to be taboo, but like Santa Claus is the one that brings you your gifts. You know, we got to know the truth. You have to be honest. I'm sorry, Brendan. I know. But no, you're, someone else brought you those gifts. <laughs> but you guys get what I'm saying? Like, we can't keep... Um, romanticizing in a way these ideas that God's over there and we're over here. No, God's within you, all around you too. God is right here. Like I'm so excited to be up here because I get to see God in all of you. And I hope you get to see God in me too, right? And that's the beauty of it. So when we can take away that idea that God is up in the sky and that he's judging us or shaming us for all the things that we've done. And instead, he's just our father next to us, within us. He's been riding along with you all the way. Honey, he knows what you did. Like, he already knows. He was right there. And he didn't necessarily stop you. I mean, maybe he tried in a way. We didn't open up our eyes enough, perhaps. Or maybe he said, you know what? 
this is what you got to go through right now. This is what you have to experience right now. So when you're going into your meditation or your prayers, don't hide from him. Don't hide. Don't try to shy away and close your heart up and not give him the whole truth. Because when we do that, when we hide the whole truth, God goes, oh, okay, they're not ready yet. They're not ready to keep learning or to go to the next level of school. When you're in school, you have to pass certain tests, right? That's how you go to the next, uh, the next grade, the next level. It's just kind of very similar with life. If you're not willing to go through the test, if you're not willing to really put yourself out there and pass the test, what's going to happen? You relive the test over and over again. God does not believe in time. That's why spiritual people tell you, you know, time's just an illusion. It's not real, right? I find it funny because, like, I mean, it's not, but, like, it is. Like, we live in this earth. But that's why, because God doesn't really care if you learn it in this lifetime or in a few lifetimes or if you never learn it at all. Like, he's, he's cool with it. He already knows that you're on a journey to learn. You get to decide how far you go on this journey, what level you want to get to on this school of life. And I think that's the coolest thing to learn because when you realize that, then when you go and you have to take this test in life, you're no longer threatened by it or discouraged by it. Instead, you step in and you're like, heck yeah, I'm ready. I want to take this test because I'm ready to move on to the next step. Or maybe you finally wake up and you're like, dang, that's why I keep dating the same guy over and over again. <laughs> I haven't learned my test. I haven't learned. I haven't passed the test yet. You see, I struggled with that for a long time. I would go into these repetitions of my life because I wasn't willing to be vulnerable with myself. It was always everybody else's fault. It was never my fault. So I would date one guy, and he wouldn't really be that great. And I'm like, ah, just because he wasn't good. And I date another guy who was also not very great. And I'm like, ah, yeah, it was all him. And then one day, I, well, God sat me down and was like, you need to look in the mirror, honey. It's, it's you. You attract what's within you. We are all just reflections. So who is around you? And, and this is for real. Take a close look at the people around you. They are reflections of you, of what is within you. And that's why I'm so grateful to be standing up here because this is a beautiful mirror that I get to see and experience, right? So it's just beautiful to think of it in that way, that through our vulnerability, when we're able to really express to God all that's going on within our hearts, he then decides Okay, she is ready, or they are ready to learn. So now he opens up your eyes a little bit more, and he starts to drop different hints along the way. God is guiding you. He wants you to also, like, succeed and do well and experience joy. But you have to open yourself up to it. Can we go to the next slide? So here are some questions that you can ask. What do you hide that you should choose to be vulnerable about instead? Do you let God, your family, and your friends know what you are really feeling? Who could you be closer to if you were honest? 
What do you need to change about the way you think about God so that you can have the courage to be known? That's a good one, right? How do you go through the motions or perform in your relationship with God? So we live in this world, and it is said that the world is going to disappoint you and let you down, and that's just life, right? That's a truth that we kind of, most of us at this age that we're at, we've experienced disappointment. We've experienced maybe betrayal. We've experienced things that have caused us some hurt. And that's why it's, I do want you to open up to the people around you. I think that's a huge step, especially when you have a safe space. But it is also an expectation that we place onto people to accept all of us. And not everyone is ready for that. There are gonna be people that when we share our whole truth with, they're gonna run away. Or they might share your story, you know? they might unfortunately judge you or shame you because they're not ready within their own shame and guilt that they have inside of them. But who's not gonna do that? Exactly, come on, y'all know. Y'all don't know by now, God. God is not gonna do this to you. God is not running away. God is not leaving you. He's not going to shame you, right? God loves you. And that's why it's important that when we are vulnerable, we are most vulnerable with him. He's the one that's going to get you through. He's the one that's going to be there no matter what. Life is short. And also, there are seasons in life, which means that there's going to be different people in your life at different times of your season. But who's consistent? Who's the constant? Or what is the constant? That love that God is. But you have to develop this relationship with God so that anytime that you're going through something or you experience something, you don't even have to think, is he there? You know he's there. You know when you see people, when you're like out in the street and you see people like talking to themselves, and you're like, oh, they look crazy. You know, I don't know. Now I'm just like, I've been talking to God all the time. I'm like, yes, God, thank you so much for this. Or can you believe that happened? And it's better because he keeps your secrets. It's not chismeando if you tell God. Okay, because I like to share some things, but I'm trying to learn. You know, I got to keep it within me and my God. No, not the whole world, right? And God listens. God listens. He listens. He doesn't judge, and he loves you. So another cool thing about these Okinawan people is that they have their ikigai, right? Now you guys know your ikigai, so you're going to go home, and you're going to work on this throughout your life but they also have a moai. Let's share what that is. A meeting for a common purpose, a lifelong friendship network. All right, so these people are so smart that when their children are born, they get about, so let's say like we have our friend community, right? I have a baby, Danny has a child, Holly has a child and Brendan, and we say, all right, we're gonna be our moai. So our kids, make a commitment, well, we make it for them, that they're gonna grow up together and be a support system for the rest of their lives. These people, can we put the cute picture up again? They're so cute. 
These people have had a Moai, a network of people, for over 90 years. Y'all, it's not, it's not a mistake that it's not only the food that they eat, the diet, because we can all do that, and then things can still happen. But they have an ikigai. They have found their purpose, their reason to wake up every day, and they have a network, a support system. And I'm going to tell you what, at least what I read on Google and I learned on YouTube, this support system is if, God forbid, someone passes away, that they're there. If they need money, if they just are going through some tough times, they're there. If they need to share some gossip, they're there. I did say that. Um, they're just there. Like, they're the people that you know you don't have to worry about. They're your tribe. This is your tribe. Heartway is your tribe. And it, it, it does get me emotional because I healed here. When I first started coming here, another vulnerable moment, I was in an abusive relationship with a, per, with a partner, and I was in an abusive relationship with myself, with my thoughts, with my ideologies of who I believe to be. I was still drinking quite a bit, partying. Uh, I definitely was not sober. And I lacked a lot of integrity with myself and with the lifestyle that I lived. Nobody knew this, though, because I'm very good at hiding. <laughs> I was, at least. Now everyone knows everything. I cry in a heartbeat. But then <laughs> I was good at hiding because I knew how to run away. I didn't, know how, I didn't want to be vulnerable, so I had this wall. And I would sit back there by myself, and as soon as the teaching was done, I ran. I didn't want nobody to ask me anything. I didn't want them to ask me, how are you doing? Are you feeling okay? Because I probably would have crumbled. Um, and I just wasn't ready to face myself. We have post groups here, or we did, right? We used to have post groups. And Brendan and Fortune had a post group, and they didn't know me. I didn't know them, and I signed up. They had no idea that I had just gone out of jail, that I was in probation, that I was living in a halfway house, that I was all, <laughs> I mean, the list can go on and on and on, right? I can laugh about it now. I've gone through my, my stuff. They had no idea, but they opened up their doors to me and they poured love into me. And I've always wanted to say thank you because that was huge for me. You know, I finally felt like they saw something in me that I knew was in there, but I don't think I was ready to let it come out just yet. Because what happens when you really find your true self? You have to let go of the false self. And most of us are very attached to that false self, to that ideology of who we are, who we are supposed to be. We're attached to those things. I was very attached to the past self that I believed to be. But this community, this Moai, has helped me become my true self, has given me a safe space where I can be me, where I never would have thought that I would be up here sharing. And not just one time. This guy asks me to do it multiple times. Every time I'm like, you sure? I'm like, I'm not going to ask him too much because I, I like coming up here. But God knew, right? 
But God needed me to go through all of those steps. He needed me to go through that journey. And ultimately, he puts us through all of this. He wants us to be vulnerable with ourselves, with him, but mostly so that we can be of service to others. Guys, I love the culture that we're in where we take our mental health days, where we take time for ourselves, where we set very healthy boundaries. But check yourself when it's changed from you taking care of you to you not even worrying about anybody else. Because there was a time, and I'm sorry to say there will be a time, that you're gonna need somebody, that you're gonna need that love, that you're gonna need that hug, that support. And you need to continue to give that on to others. You know, um, so I work out a lot, right? And so that's kind of like what I always post on Instagram are like pictures of me working out because it motivates me to be like, yeah, I did it, you know? And I put, have a great day. And I was telling my friend how I'm like, people are probably like, Ugh, here she goes again, have a great day, eat healthy, like get on the treadmill, whatever, right? And then I was talking to my mom and I was telling her how I like had that thought where I was like, dang, people are probably so annoyed with me. And she's just like, hi, Nana, it's fine. Like whatever, you know, she's just, and then I was like, but you know what? I don't just mean that when things are good. Like I've, I have woken up in a cell and I still had a good day. I've woken up when we've lost a friend and I still had a good day. You know, I lost my sister and I still can have a good day. And I know that sounds unrealistic at times, especially when you're suffering and you're experiencing really difficult things. But I promise you, it is possible with God. That's the thing, you're not alone. We believe that we're alone. We seclude ourselves, but we're not alone. God is there with you all the time. And he's always good which means you're always good, right? Amen, my friends. I want to play a part of a song, and I, I want you guys to listen to this. Living in the shadow, can you imagine what kind of life it is to live? In the shadows, people see you as happy and free because that's what you want them to see. Living two lives, happy but not free. You live in the shadows for fear of someone hurting your family or the person you love. The world is changing and they say it's time to be free, but you live with the fear of just being me. Living in the shadow feels like the safe place to be. No harm for them, no harm for me. But life is short and it's time to be free. Love who you love because life isn't guaranteed. Smile. Life is not guaranteed. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is never promised. You have right now. Make something of it. Find your ikigai. Find your purpose. What wakes you up in the morning. Create your tribe. Find your moai. Give all of your love to those around you and continue to dig deep within yourself and be vulnerable with God so that he can continue to work 
in and through you. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope it resonated with you. We're not going to end here. I have Amanda and Raphael that are going to come up and finish off. Thank you so much. Give it up, guys. Give it up. That was amazing. Thank you so much, Gabby, for that wonderful word. We'll be just another few minutes. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your patience. Just a couple of announcements. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Thank you all for being here, Gabby. That was amazing. Thank you for always sharing your heart and soul with us. Um, just a couple of announcements so that you guys know what's coming up here for Heartway. We um, want to share yesterday, we went out in the community, we fed the homeless, we were able to give over 125 meals um, locally in Fort Lauderdale. So thank you to everyone who showed up. Um, thank you to the parents that brought their children because they are they're gonna do it when we can't do it, right? So thank you for exposing your children, for bringing them to Heartway every week and, and instilling love into them. As Mahogany, your son was so cute yesterday. He was great, so thank you. Um, we do have a couple other events coming up. If you uh, pass by in the lobby, we have our back to school drive. So we have um, donations that are being accepted. We have a list on our website that you can find there. And we also have Circles of Trust coming up. Yes, Circles of Trust. Uh, if you haven't, you know, it's coming up. If you haven't been to one before, you know, when we talk about vulnerability, that is your school of vulnerability right there. You know, that's your training ground to prepare you. We've created, we've gone to great lengths to create a very safe space for you to be able to feel comfortable uh, being vulnerable and then having the strength you need to take the risk to be vulnerable out there. Uh, so we welcome you. That's going to be August 17th. Is going to be no longer here in this room. We have a location. Uh, it's called Que Rico. We'll give you the address. Okay. It's a coffee shop. It's a really cool coffee okay, shop. Okay, but You're gonna they've love it. invited us, they've welcomed us, and and so we're looking forward to this new, uh, you know, chapter. And uh, so look out for that August seventeenth, seven thirty p.m. And last but not least, we just really appreciate all those who do give to uh, Heartway Church. We could not do what we do with you know whether it be um, you know feeding the homeless or just keeping the lights on. We do appreciate. So there are four ways to give. We just continue to encourage you to pray and to ask God what you can do in this season as we continue to um, you know, look for a new location and just see what God has next for us. So uh, thank you uh, for all those who give and uh, thank you for coming to Heartway. We love you.